Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Laura, an erotica writer, the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at talesoflaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And today, we're back with why we have low libido and how to change it, plus actress Demi Moore's first venture into audio erotica. Every week on the show, we'll sing the gospel, which is all about sex news. We'll worship an erotic artist, and we'll hear some confessions, really questions, and sex stories from you guys. Also, if you like the show, please do us a huge favor and go to iTunes to leave a review. I'd so appreciate it. All right now, let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. <laughs> Welcome back. It's another beautiful Sunday. <laughs> it's a gorgeous Sunday at church. Who am I here with? Mona D. Baker. Oh, it's so good to be here with the boner maker. I know, even though you're across the, <laughs> the world right now. I am. I am. I'm just, uh, I feel like I'm the only person who is flying across the world doing these weird times. Yeah. Um, and it is kind of like an odd feeling. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. I'm. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like your experience wasn't too awful. I'm a little concerned. I have. To, I'm flying next week. Um, oh, okay. To see my mom in in uh, South Carolina, so that's gonna be. Oh, but you're going domestic, yeah. Yeah, but I'm on. I'm on American, uh, which apparently they haven't done the best job. So, oh. and I have a layover, so it'll be interesting. Hopefully, yeah. I don't you die. know. <laughs> no, you won't. Actually, you know what? I'm just gonna say this. This is not really sex related but you know um it's actually funny enough in the airplane it feels kind of safe i thought um and the airports are so empty that all my worry kind of like dissipated when i got there yeah because so few people are moving around right so few people Yeah. yeah so you should be completely fine you know i actually had a funny thought because i had to take um a covid test right before flying and I was and when I arrived I I took another one and then I was like you know this is so funny we're getting more tested than we would ever do with STIs oh I know (laughs) these days it's so funny I literally told all my friends I was like I'm corona free (laughs) (laughs) yeah it'd be great if it'd be great if people got tested for STI and STDs uh, this often seriously this is so hypocritical well anyways (laughs) blessed be the pussy (laughs) He he is risen. May she open to your touch. Yes. Amen. Amen. Amen, So wait, what's what's going on with you? Well, I wanted to talk about. I had a a little goodbye date before I left. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been laughing about it, not because it was a bad date at all, but because it felt like it was a little cliche in right. some kind of a way. So I've, I've been finding myself dating guys who ride motorcycles lately. Oh, okay. You and have a I, thing. I was just laughing about it. I'm not picking them because of the motorcycle. You know what I mean? I was right. just like, am I having some like quarter life crisis or something where I just go for like the wild guys or like... <laughs> <laughs> The men are the on the oh, bike, you geez. know. I it's mean, just funny to me. It's totally a thing. I think at least the guys think it's a thing. I've never right. been like super about it in general because I actually, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of fucking dangerous, especially in a big city like Los Angeles. You know, to be <laughs> on a bike. Totally. But I think the danger is what now is you're the most exciting the part. That's hilarious. Yeah, I have a friend who's only into like bad boys, and I, like in I a think cliche way. You mean like yeah, but I like guys who aren't that great of human beings. <laughs> oh my god, is like a guy who has a motorcycle a bad guy immediately? No, 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 <laughs> not necessarily like that. Like they happen to be like a drug dealer or like a oh just. My- God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm doing so much better. At- yeah. I These think guys are not tame. drug dealers. Yeah. I think they have probably their own quarter life crisis. That's why they're riding a motorcycle. Totally. I- I'm not hating on motorcycles in general. I'm just saying, you know, it's a bit of a funny thing. But then I we had this like really overly romantic date. Like he lives in the mountains and like in this 
in this little hut and it looks like a hobbit house. I don't know what the fuck. Anyways, I want to meet this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm gone. You can take him. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep him um, in good form for you. (laughs) Exactly. Trade him. Trade him. (laughs) Can you imagine we would do this? Oh, my gosh. That would be ridiculous. funny well anyways so we we rode to the beach and like we saw the stars and we made out you know on like the lifeguard thingy or whatever yeah yeah. like a movie and then we came back and we had sex well and then he he has a sauna okay oh with like all glass so you can see into the mountains and he was like hey do you want a massage and i'm like fuck yeah you know we already had sex i'm like fucking give me a massage we're like drinking tea with whiskey it's all like so hippie cliche i love it um and he starts giving me a massage in the sauna and suddenly it becomes a sexy massage yeah of course it does of course it does he's like you want a massage i'm like fuck fuck yeah i know we've been talking about it so much and like even while it was happening i'm like oh my god it's happening like on the podcast (laughs) 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 if these boys would know um the shit i'm thinking Um, and then and then we had sex in the sauna. And oh. honestly, I'm here to report I'm still alive because I was terrified that I would. Pass oh, I bet out. it was yeah, so hot. It's so hot, and I wasn't sure. I was like, "Is he gonna pass out? Am I gonna pass out? Are we gonna survive this moment?" <laughs> <laughs> but was it enjoyable? It totally was enjoyable. I mean, at oh. one point, I was like, "Okay." I don't know how long we had sex in there, maybe like 15 minutes. And then I was like, you know, I think we've got to go outside because I got a little right. worried. I don't really want to pass out. You know, no. the danger element is like maybe funny. And also yeah. because you're having this view and it's also overly romantic. What the But fuck? then, I mean, I didn't come in the sauna, you know, I was like right. a little too hot for that. <laughs> Puns intended, I guess. detoxifying while having sex. It sounds... I know, right? Knocking about two birds with one stone. Next time, just drink a green juice, too. And, like, with with his cum, you know? So just... <laughs> a little protein shake. Exactly. Oh, just man. balance the things. Balance the things. <laughs> no, but I thought it was, like, interesting. Just, like, different places to have sex at. You know what I mean? Oh, and oh totally. He, he, like, sleeps in an airstream. You know what I mean? Like, it is all... What? This uh, guy yes. sounds right up my alley. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It'd I'm be so funny. I'm like, do you want to have his number? This is like what happened after the podcast. She's, she's like texting me. She's like, so about that so, man. So what about that guy with the <laughs> How sauna? How interested are you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. We oh, don't no. swap guys, people. I don't know what kind of sick minds you have. <laughs> they have or you mean us <laughs> no they what they imagine that we're just like trading men and, no, no we actually kidding. not there's only one man that we both had sex with yeah <laughs> not at the same time and we didn't know yeah i so. yeah, didn't know till after the fact but it's fair just m- mutual friend happens <laughs> how did you like the sex with him now i'm gonna ask you oh my god wow <laughs> Oh my uh, god, this is so scandalous, people. I know. I mean, that guy, you know, he He would has... be so into us talking about this, by the way. So. Oh, for sure. But he has a giant penis. He has a giant like, penis. Giant. Like, giant. Like, so, like a Coke can. <laughs> oh, for real. Like, not even kidding. <laughs> like, your jaw hurts. Just oh, thinking yeah. about it. She's like um, opening her <laughs> mouth. Just like... Uh... <laughs> uh I mean, I guess it's enjoyable to an extent, but it's just you can't you can't do all the things you normally just like want to get into with the blowjob is hard. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and yeah, not in wait. wait. How did you enjoy it? I liked having sex with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he has a huge penis, so clearly that's a thing while you're having sex with him. Um, I didn't know that. (laughs) He told me this at one point. I think. It's really difficult for him if the girl's on top because his dick is so big. Somehow it doesn't work that well because we oh, tried and it like it didn't work that well. And he's like, yeah, it's because my dick is so big. Like it's so big that he can't <laughs> lay down and it can get it up. <laughs> too I much weight. Yeah, I, yeah. Somehow maybe not enough blood. I don't fucking know. Yeah. It's I'm surprised he doesn't pass out every time he has an erection. That is so funny. 
<laughs> we should ask him if he has passed out before. <laughs> oh, it's not like it's not the size of an arm, but still, no blood flowing. Absolutely. Well, that was very funny. Well, I've never asked you this question. I thought, like, why not? <laughs> why not ask it on air so the whole fucking world can know yeah. <laughs> about this? Any anyway, wait. Were you talking? You so you're talking like a quarter life crisis? Where were we going mm. with that? Or just like different place to have sex? Oh, I guess it was just more like the type of dudes that like live in the mountains and drive motorcycles and, um, you know, give me massages while there's incest burning. And I'm like, just like, oh, my God, this is so like um, ethereal and magical. Sounds, sounds great to me. I'm it feels like it. eat, pray, love, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I'm, big I, bad I, dude. I oh no it was lovely it was lovely i'm glad you guys had a nice (laughs) send-off literally yeah (laughs) yes yes it was absolutely lovely actually what made me think about like difficult blowjobs also was when i did the corona test they like took a swap in the back of your throat right and i was just like is this gonna hurt and he's like no it's gonna be fine and while he was doing it you know you like feel your gag reflex and i was like this is so funny this is like kind of giving a blowjob <laughs> to a q-tip <laughs> to a q-tip which is not that bad but it's pretty far in the back of you you know you throw right oh my god <laughs> oh anyways the dirty thoughts in my mind and i was like what if you say something like suggestive to this guy it would oh be my so- gosh <laughs> only you would ha- be having sexual thoughts while getting a swab test absolutely absolutely and i'm not there to sexually harass him so i didn't do it people don't worry <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, louise leave the guy alone <laughs> poor man all the poor men out there having to deal with me anyways (laughs) oh please (laughs) they're lucky And now, and now we're going to go to the gospel. Ooh, the gospel. The gospel. And the gospel is sex news. And actually, this is interesting, I thought, because um, today we're going to talk about a couple of new stories or topics revolving around libido and sexual desire. Okay. During the quarantine and with the pandemic, many studies have come out that people kind of struggle with low libido and like actually Mm -hmm. having less sex than people were expecting in the beginning right even couples and then single people because dating is so much harder if you're quarantined right um and then i read this article on mind body green about actually things that get confused with low libido and i thought we should check out Hmm. kind of like this idea of like you think there's something wrong with you maybe physically right or biologically but often the ca- the case is that it's not that you don't want sex, but the sex that you're currently having, you don't like. Oh, shit. Right? I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, for sure. Because that can happen clearly, right? Like you go through waves in a relationship and I've gone through like libido waves. <laughs> can you say it like that? <laughs> libido waves? Yeah. For me, that already sounds like a sex toy, so talk about my libido um libido wave (laughs) oh my gosh anyways but i think it it made so much sense to me right like the first thought would be like something is wrong with me physically um or medically or something totally and then even these women who are orgasmic right or which means like they've never had an orgasm before remember when we talked about Betty Dotson, that lady who holds workshops, like masturbation workshops, and 95% of women who've never come, come in her workshop. Right. It's amazing. It's it's incredible. So it's definitely, I think, mentally, there's blocks why you're not coming or why you're not slow. Right. It might not be just like this physical ailment that you can't fix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it was super interesting. So we're going to look at some issues that are confused for low libido. Okay. So the first one is not having sex that excites you. Right. I mean, yeah. that makes that makes sense. If, if you're not enjoying the sex, why would you want more of it? Totally. But I think that goes back to a lot of people being ashamed of their sexual fantasies or 
having this prescribed idea of what sex is supposed to be like. Right. If it's just like mechanical and like a couple pumps and we're done, like that doesn't sound that interesting. Yeah. Or maybe if you even think about porn, like the way we've talked about it before, right? That doesn't really take female pleasure into account very much. Totally. And then you're like, maybe I don't like sex, but you're only having this kind of sex that isn't really geared towards you having much pleasure or actually having an orgasm. Right. And I think this scenario can go for both females and males. Like Totally. Men can have a low... Lib- I mean, men can have less sex if the sex that they're having doesn't excite them too. Like it, yeah. A thousand percent. A thousand yeah. percent. I mean, that's just like when the food you're eating is not good, you're not going to want to eat that much. Yeah. That's I mean, a great analogy. Right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, that hamburger like, tastes like shit. Like, yeah. Why waste the calories? And then you only eat to survive, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're going to go to a fucking different restaurant, which, um, okay. Um, <laughs> it's cheating, basically. A cheat meal. Well, <laughs> the, wow, the okay. analogy is just going like... Jeez Louise. <laughs> No, but I also I also thought about this like in this shame concept, right? Um, we carry so much shame about sexuality because we're taught um, so many concepts about how we should not want it or it's dirty or sinful. Right. Totally. And I was thinking about that for women and for men, actually, just different sides of the coin. If a woman wa- needs a lot of sex and wants a lot of sex, we have a lot of uh, derogatory words for that woman oh right? for sure yeah 110 percent. so you need to kind of figure out we always have to kind of juggle this thing where we if we really like sex a lot and we want to have it a lot are we a slut right or are we right. a whore yeah it, that's a it's a hard line to walk for a female so, yeah. so if that's in your head all the time clearly you're not going to be that excited about sex or open to explore it a lot yeah exactly or you'll feel ashamed or whatever but yeah and for the guys similarly i actually just talked to a friend of mine which i thought was interesting and he was talking about a girl that he's been like sleeping with or something and he was like she only wants to hook up when i'm in like um in a bull mode that's what he said he that's how he a bull said mode? It. like bull like a you know matador bull yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. what does that mean that means if he's like rough and like takes her you know what i mean yeah yeah that kind of that kind of energy and i was asking i asked him i was like is this that energy has to be authentic for it to actually be good you know what i mean right and does that do it and if it's exhaust if it's exhausting and he's like you know if it's authentic and in a moment that's fine but like i can't do it. Feel like you have to perform all the time. Yeah, exactly. Because then it's not a connection, then it's just a performance that you're putting on, even as the guy. Totally. And so, therefore, and I think he kind of like got into his head a bit about it, and he was like, "Well, I just don't know exactly why she only wants it that way, and there's no other way to like, you know, have sex." Right. I mean, maybe she needs to explore more and see if there's other things that she'd be into. But I, I mean, I, I get it. You, you have the saying and you know it works for you but she needs to not be selfish and say that it (laughs) has to be that way every time well also you can't really make something happen that's not a authentically happen between two people i mean you can but then it's like acting right yeah exactly and then it won't feel right i mean that that idea of being like wanted so badly right we've talked about this so much Mm -hmm. um is totally understandable but that has to come from a person really wanting you that bad in that moment oh for sure (laughs) okay second point is feeling embarrassed about what you want in bed oh we just said that kind of right yeah yeah we just talked about that yeah and they were talking about you know fantasies like bdsm stuff threesomes public sex and all the taboo things that you find fascinating and right you just gotta figure out what gets your blood moving and it's true but also not judge yourself for it right exactly yeah 110 percent. because you can watch something and be like oh that's pretty weird and it still gets me turned on right this is actually funny i just had this conversation with some girlfriends and one of them asked me if or what was like the kind of the nastiest porn i've watched that i liked you know? Oh, interesting conversation. Was, yeah, totally. Yeah, it was like a fun, fun girl's yeah, night. Yeah, but, yeah um, I love it. Um, 
I really, I mean, it's probably tons of shit, but like one that came to mind was I was on this whole trip when we did the role play um, podcast episode. I was watching a lot of doctor patient stuff. Um, and that's not necessarily nasty, you know what I mean? But right. um, there was one that I watched and it only half turned me on. So it's it's kind of a cheat. But it was like doctor patient, like a gynecologist. And he had all these like crazy metal equipment utensily things you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and he was kind of like jerking her off with it you know while he was like Whoa. examining her so it was a little it was pretty rough and kind of weird because there's a lot yeah. of metal medical things you know <laughs> but you're into it i like well i like the beginning of it i think it got a little crazy and i was like oh i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> i can come to something and like not judge myself you know right of finding that ar- arousing Okay, what about yeah. you? Has there been like something where you're like, oh, that was weird and I still got off? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes I like watching uh, gangbang porn. Yes. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which like as a female who wants to be like pro woman and whatnot, you would think a gangbang might seem demeaning but mm-hmm. there's something about it that yeah turns me on i think i think it's good to like not i don't know oh i don't judge myself for yeah. it i'm just saying like if if i think about it sure that might not be the typical thing that a female would want to watch yeah i don't know because i i think i had that thought before i got more into bdsm mm-hmm. i was like oh if i like that you know, if I like to get whipped and stuff, like, does that mean, like, something is wrong with me? Like, right. why would I like be to be, like, de- I don't know, demeaned or, like, um, you know, beaten and right. find it sexually arousing? I was like, is that crazy? And yeah. then I really just fully understood what the whole game was and how it worked, and I really loved it, you know? Totally. And you don't necessarily need to dig, like, psychologically into why do I like this? No. I mean, I'm sh- and I'm sure people try and do that and then feel guilty, but whatever, you like what you like, as long as it isn't children. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> she just said that so, like, off the cuff. Just, just not kids. Like, just don't fuck them. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, don't, just don't watch child porn. But besides that, just don't be a pedophile, man, and then you're good. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching the Jeffrey Epstein uh, documentary series, so oh, that's in the back of my man. head. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a different... <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Oh, yeah, Sorry. Absolutely. No, it's fine. Anyway, um, what's the next point? Anyway, the next one is anxiety. Again, probably goes back to like a little bit more of the shame thing and like maybe body image and we're past trauma. Right, or just anxiety in your life in general. I mean, I know when... when um, my ex and I were still together during this pandemic. I think we had less sex just because he was really stressed out about when he's going to be able to work again and all this stuff. I mean, I think outside influence has a big effect on if you want to have sex or not. It's true, but I think that actually real stress is a real issue that affects your libido, actually. Yeah, They're talking about the things that are not actually really connected. Got it, got it, got it. But anxiety, anxiety about your your body or your preferences, and yeah, I mean that would yeah. make sense if, if you're self conscious. But actually, you're right. Even with stress, though, right? It you gotta treat the stress and maybe not the low libido. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if s- sex is a self conscious thing for you, then you're not gonna be like if it's if it's yeah. painful mentally, then you're not gonna want to do it as much. I mean, that totally makes sense. Totally. And it kind of relates back to what we said earlier about shame and guilt, right? Anything that makes you anxious of like maybe showing your partner what you like or like expressing. Totally. Expressing something that you would like to try, but you're terrified of it or. Right. I um, mean, I think that just comes down to having an honest conversation with your partner and realizing like, oh, okay, I'm not so weird or. Yeah. Not being afraid that your partner will leave you if you are honest with them. I mean, probably they're anxious haha, as well, wanting to communicate their sexual fantasies. Totally. You know, so, if you never talk about yeah, it. Yeah, if one person opens up about it, then that can 
lead to a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, it's like a relief. It's right, going to be exactly. a fucking relief talking yeah. about it. Okay, number four, social comparison. And that is um, just seeing somebody else's sex drive and thinking that is supposed to be yours, right? Right. And what we, we've talked about so many times, like there is no normal when it comes to sex drive. There's not a set time amount of times a week you should be having sex. There's not a set t- amount of times you should be masturbating. It's it's just all... totally. When you are in the mood, then, then follow that. But don't be self-conscious about it. I think that's something I like what you just said, because I think that's something I said in an interview before about um, I was asked what sexual emancipation is for me or what that means to me or whatever. Mm. And or just confidence, you know, and I think it's not about a number or how how many partners you have or how much sex you're having. It's literally just listening to yourself and knowing when you want it. And then can be never. Right. That can be once a week. That can be five times a day. Yeah, you know what I exactly. Mean? It's just listening to your body and and, and desires. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And judgment free. All right. And number five is monogamy isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> So for some people, monogamy does not work. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which I I don't think you should do a thing where you're sneaking behind your partner to go no. s- sleep with other people. But for some people, they have taken the route of polyamory, and it's perfectly ups- mm-hmm. acceptable between how, like the you, it, the thing with polyamory is you just need to be honest and uh, totally you can find find other people who are like minded and it's not like someone's taking advantage of someone else you just have this agreement um, yeah ideally right I yeah. mean I think that is a big thing um, and you guys should watch our friends documentary called Monogamish um, because it just shows us that we were only taught one way of being in a relationship right and there's so many different ways right totally. And it is all about your understanding of your needs. Right. And and yeah, that yeah. circles back to the anxiety and, and being self-conscious. Like if if something's not working for you, take that into account and make mm-hmm. the changes you need so that you're happy. Yeah. And communicate with that with your partner. Yeah. You know, I mean, monogamy is clearly not an easy thing for many, many people. Right. <laughs> As we can see <laughs> in this world. Um, but as long as you start listening to yourself and figuring out if that's something that might be an issue. Totally. Um, be good to look at. And last not, but not least, um, we're going to go to something that will lead us right into the second section of this. Okay. Um, and that's spontaneous versus responsive desire. Right. And... This is actually explained by Emily Nagowski in her book, Come As You Are. And we talked about it a long time ago mm-hmm. now, I feel like. Yeah, we've, yeah. So spontaneous desire is when you just feel like having sex out of the blue. Um, and responsive desire is where you feel like having sex only once you already started get, getting into a sexual situation where if everything is like set up correctly. Right, like you need to be the light this way. It needs to be this time of day. Like, yeah, you need yeah. A, a setup. You need like sex. a context, right? Right. Like maybe already a date, maybe some flirting, like something has to happen before you can actually be turned on. Um, And it's always interesting because we were talking about this. If there's two partners who have different um, desire responses, right, it's good to know so you can communicate what you need in order to be aroused. Totally. And so I think that actually leads us into what you can do to kind of up your libido a little bit. Oh, okay. Yes. At first, I think it's really cool to like read that book, right? Come as you are, because it really talks about different, um, different accelerators Mm -hmm. and breaks in your sexual desire, which means things that turn you on and things that turn you off in some kind of um, um, balance, basically. Right. And then because I, I think she asked, there's a whole thing where you can answer a lot of questions on her website whatever and kind of figure out what the things are that turn you on because i think a lot of people don't think about it in their normal day you know right yeah yeah, yeah. they're just either turned on or they're not but they, i don't think people really yeah. consider the factors that make that happen it's actually kind of interesting too that 75 percent of men 
and 15% of women experience spontaneous desire. Hmm. Interesting. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit more um, on, you know, <laughs> the men's more side. men yeah. feel that's spontaneous a, that, Yeah, desire. that's a huge... So, wait, you said 75 and 15? Yeah. Wow. Well, there's a scale, right? Right. But on the on like the far end of the spontaneous desire scale, it's way more men than women. Yeah. And on the responsive desire, it's more women than men. Interesting. And most people, most people are in the middle. Right. Right. Sometimes they have spontaneous desire. Sometimes they have responsive desire. So I kind of like bounce back and forth. Um, which I find incredibly interesting because then you can start communicating with um, with your partner. Totally. And understanding and, every, and yeah, making yeah. it work for both parties or just compromising. Yeah. And sometimes it's this way, sometimes it's this way. Yeah. And for me, it's mostly, I mean, I experience both, but I have pretty crazy spontaneous desire. But <laughs> <laughs> also responsive, you know? Totally. Yeah. Um, I, I go both ways as well. Yeah, totally. So a few tips from her book, actually. One is, and this is going to be interesting um, to talk about, is she says, schedule six. And don't be too quick to dismiss it. And for me, that's always a hard one because it doesn't sound very exciting. It doesn't sound exciting, but I guess if you're stuck in a rut where you aren't having sex much at all, then yeah. then scheduling it and falling back in love with it could yeah. th- that could come out of that i think so too i think i would more go into the realm of like date night you know oh yeah yeah right or like picking something new that you would like 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 to try and bet together right right so it's not Schedule- just like oh tonight we just have to have sex like, right yeah 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 talk about not so sexy no, at all. That's not, no, that's not, no. <laughs> but there's so many things and listen back to it, thousands of our episodes um, that you can try with your partner and like make it a fun game mm-hmm. and an exciting exploration and exactly. An adventure. Exactly. Another tip was intentionally taking turns initiating sex oh. so that it's not always the guy who has to initiate. Right. Interesting. I, I like that. I, I, like, I like that too. Yeah. I like it going both ways in that regard too, um, just because it's it's nice to make him feel wanted and craved, yeah. and it's it's nice to be on the receiving end of that too. And it happens so rarely for men. And I even um, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine, and she was like, "You know, I would die if I would get rejected if I wanted sex, right?" Right. And I was I was like, "My God, guys have to deal with that all the fucking time." Exactly. <laughs> Right. And I think it's not kind of not fair to be like, oh, yeah, you always have to initiate it. Right. Right. Because you're scared of rejection. Yeah. We have to become like a little bit tougher, girls. Like, seriously. (laughs) Also, there's, you know, yeah, being scared that you'll come off as a slut or whatever. Like there's, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stigma revolving around that. But no, when you want sex, fucking ask for it. I think it's I think it's the opposite actually. I think guys really would appreciate it. I think they oh, would yeah. really want it and like I don't know, I think it'd be really exciting for a guy to have it, that experience. Exactly. Exactly. I mean I go crazy on dudes, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I same. If they like it. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like they're into I'm, it. I think they <laughs> I'll assume they are. Okay. Another tip is don't make sex the objective. Which that is always great because yeah. you can just make out or like take a shower together or totally or don't make climaxing like the, the, the like that needs to happen like have fun yeah yeah and then one that I just posted about actually on Instagram too is lean on pleasure products meaning incorporate sex toys in the fucking bedroom people yeah and don't be afraid of it exactly or don't think that by incorporating that that you're lacking in some way no it's just an enhancer like yeah yeah i mean seriously i think i was i think i was making this kind of joke i was like you are an orgasm wizard and you should take all the wands that you have in your toolbox (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) i'm just like come on you want her to come like fucking have fun with it and make her go crazy Uh, gosh i'm painful thinking about that (laughs) except but guys really underestimate their you know the chances that they have when they do use toys you know right it doesn't multiply it doesn't mean you're lacking it's just 
more actually yeah. you are better yeah exactly <laughs> exactly i mean what if you another food analogy because i'm on a roll today what if you would be like oh i can't use a fork and a knife because that would make it unmanly because i could just eat it with my hands <laughs> Okay, I don't know if that works, but I'm trying, you guys. <laughs> Use utensils. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pull all the tricks out of the bag. It's not like your fingers are not good enough. Right. But the fork makes it easier to eat. Yes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> wow. Oh, and with that one, we'll <laughs> the fork end our it. low libido, high libido right. section. <laughs> I love it. And now we're going to go to our worship section. Ooh, worship. Ooh, worship. And today, <laughs> worship, <laughs> worship is erotic. <laughs> worship. Worship. Oh I gosh. love worship. We're basically worshiping this whole episode or this yeah. whole podcast every Sunday. It's a lot of praying, you people. Um, anyways, <laughs> worship is erotic art. And today, we're going to talk about a new erotica podcast that just came out called Dirty Diana. Right. Which is um, voiced by Demi Moore. Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And it's been like kind of hyped. Really? They're saying like this is a new progressive thing. Yeah. So it's a six episode series created by the director writer Shauna Festi. And it kind of portrays sex and longing, quote unquote, from a female gaze. Right. Female pleasure at the center. Um, and it was inspired by the director's own marriage and breakup and reconciliation about a decade ago with her husband. Um, and for me, so basically what it's about is um, Demi Moore is a corporate executive executive navigating her like sexless relationship and her secret life as the host of a website that features recordings of real women describing their sexual fantasies. So Demi Moore is just playing a character. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's it's fully scripted. Got it. Um, and it's basically like an audio book, right? It's like a mix between an audio book, uh, audio book, and like Dipsy erotica, right? And so for me, I listened to the first episode. There's two available so far, I think. Um, and it's kind of structured in a sense like where we hear Demi Moore's character Diana talk to this woman about her sexual fantasy, and then about her kind of like. Um, distraught marriage and like how she's having so huge issues with her husband and stuff like that. Okay. And for me, I mean, I I really appreciate what they're trying to do, mm -hmm. you know, because they're like with the whole audio erotica thing, they're kind of trying to see different ways of turning a woman on, right? Totally. And like putting our desire in in focus. Um, because we and can also like having a story. Like women can like a bit of a story with it. And you and I both experienced that with Dipsy, we didn't think that we'd be that turned on just by audio, but that was yeah. not the case. No, I fucking love that. And I still I still listen to audio, um, audio porn and actually had this guy, Feel Good Filth, on Pillow Talk who whose audio porn we like masturbated to when we were talking about it at the podcast. It was so funny. Anyways, but I think I think I like that there is this push towards audio porn, right? Totally. For women. What I thought with this one was it made me feel like they put female desire and pleasure in a box. Right. It felt pretty cliche. It's like, oh, you know, you don't have much sex as a woman because you're in your 40s or something. And now she's just like a scandalous thing. Yeah. Like, talks to other women about cliche. their cliche. Yeah, yeah. It's not exploring the diversity in, in women's sexual interests. It's just focusing on this cliche, I guess. Yeah, I, I just listened to the trailer and it sounded, yeah, it's it sounded a little corny to me and a little overproduced. Yeah. yeah. There, there's something about it where I have to say like, there's they're trying to have it be like a mix right where it's supposed to turn you on right and i'm really turned off by a lot of stuff <laughs> and somehow this just never really turned me on really 
Hmm. It just did not. Like even the sexiest thing about this um, first episode is the sexual fantasy of the other woman. And this is a spoiler alert. So you guys, if you do want to go and listen to it, maybe skip over my spoiler. Um, but at the end, we find out that this woman was telling her a sexual fantasy of hers and then started masturbating in front of her. And she kind of like got off on like seeing this woman masturbating. Yeah. So there was like a sexual element to it right at the last minute of the show was the only thing that I actually thought could have been a little bit of a turn on. Right. Okay. But it kind of was like trailing out. It nearly felt like they were a little ashamed of that part and they wanted to be more about like, oh, the sexless marriage. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe to your like just stereotypical housewife that isn't that adventurous. This could be sexy, but for people maybe who are more open and adventurous, it might not. I mean, maybe the sexual fantasies in the fall in the next few episodes will be will be more diverse, right. you know, to include more dif- like different fetishes and different yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, couplings, you know, not just like wives that are unhappy in their marriage and <laughs> they're all with like guys and everybody's heterosexual and everyone's cisgendered, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And everyone's just like, oh, I don't know why a missionary is not working anymore after 30 <laughs> years of marriage. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> really? Like, this is not what I want to. I mean, I guess it's it's kind of an interesting concept that you can combine kind of like a, a an issue of low libido. Right. As we just talked about this. Yeah. Plus then exploring your sexuality. Right. I just feel like it wasn't made very sexy. So I'm not sure why I would listen to it. It doesn't really turn me on. It also doesn't really comfort me in a sense of like if i have a low libido it would make me feel okay right but do you think it's it's meant strictly to be like this audio porn thing or is it could it just be like i mean like a romantic novel you just want to hear an interesting story and be entertained for a little while i mean they have been promoing it like it's supposed to be a turn on oh okay interesting yeah i mean i think demi moore's voice is amazing yeah for sure as she does have an incredible voice. And actually, the guy's voice, her husband, who is not in it very much, he has a very hot voice. I'd wish for that to be like more of a, you know, I mean, right. for me, it'd be like that would be sexier. But the whole thing is that she doesn't want to fuck him. So it's a bit like, yeah, I don't know. Um, give it a try. Yeah, See if you like it. Maybe maybe I'll try one more episode just to give it a chance. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I don't think you can just listen to one episode and, and judge it. Completely. I just I just hope that we can be a little bit more exclu- like in- inclusive, inclusive with with the female geared quote unquote content that is like put out. Right. Don't perpetuate the stereotypes. Exactly. And now we're going to go to confessions. 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 Ooh. (laughs) And confessions are questions and stories from you guys and answers from us. And we're going to dive right in. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, and this is from a girl. She said, my new boyfriend loves anal sex, but I hate it. How can I tell him without um, him being disappointed? I mean, <laughs> they just started dating a few months ago and she's been having a lot of anal sex with him already. Mm-hmm. And she just like can't get herself to like it. Yeah. But she does it for him. And... I mean, I think you got to have a conversation with your man. Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel bad because that's like our answer for everything. Just com- like, I know, communicating, but it's, it's so true. I mean, I, I wouldn't want this girl to be put in a position where she's doing something she doesn't want to do and doesn't enjoy and yeah. may, may be like painful if it's not being done correctly. So that, oh God, can you imagine that'd be even worse? I'm sure it's painful. I mean, apparently her, her boyfriend has like a huge penis too. <laughs> oh yeah, then then I can understand why that might not be enjoyable, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but stick up yep. for stick up for I mean your your pleasure and what you enjoy and don't just cater just to him. I mean, no, I think it's really important that you have conversations and you know a compromise might be like maybe 
Um, I'm not sure what it is about anal sex that he loves so much, you know, but maybe there's anal play that she could like that is not painful to her. Right. That she'd still be into or I don't know. Some things also, I mean, if my partner would really hurt, if it would really hurt him, whatever I really like, I wouldn't want to do that to him. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think, I think one of the attractions to anal sex is that there's something about it that feels naughty and dirty. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, totally. so yeah. you can f- oh. find other ways to do something that's a little more naughty, whether that's like totally. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that's actually good to think about or to ask what about anal sex? He likes so right. much. If it's something and then that's try like to go kind from there. Of, yeah. yeah, if it's something if he likes the <laughs> idea that it's naughty and forbidden, mm-hmm. there's other things that you can do within that realm that will tickle Absolutely. that. Itch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's about the sensation of like tightness or something, maybe you can try a cock ring. I don't know. Totally. I mean, you know what I mean? Just like try yeah, yeah. to find what it is and then compensate for it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. I love it. Okay, next <laughs> next question is from a guy, and he's asking, in your opinion, what's the best erotic novel? Oh, well. Ooh. Oh, my God, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you take this one. I haven't necessarily read a lot of erotica. Um, It really depends on what you like, obviously, but uh, erotic novel is like, different than you know just pure erotica i feel like right and it's different also than like a romance novel or something like that i mean i really like anis nin um she's an incredible writer from the 30s we talked about on the podcast Mm -hmm. um she dated henry miller for a while um she had a really really free life and i really love her diaries but she also wrote straight up (laughs) erotica which you can read um, Delta of Venus or Little Birds. Okay. That's really cool. Then we also talked about the story of O. Right. By Pauline Reek. That's more like a BDSM y. Yeah, that's book. a little more <laughs> rough. Where the like woman is like slave. a slave. Yeah. 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 In this like secret society. So that's, but that um, language is also um, very specific, I would mm-hmm. say. It's not super modern. Um, I also, I mean, I do love Henry Miller, Tropic of Cancer. Um, that's a great book too. I mean, clearly it's not just about sex, but there's a lot of sex scenes. You're right in it. And also sex that is not like pretty, just pretty. Yeah. Um, there is like Bukowski kind of. Right. I like Base Moi, which basically translates into fuck me. And yes. oh, oh no, actually, I think rape me. Is oh. it rape me or fuck me? Either. Both. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a crazy book about a woman who is like has a disassociative like thing about her. And she it's kind of Thelma and Louise, but dark and like BDSM kind of. It's crazy. They're just like they're on the run and then they're having all this like weird sex and like motels and then they rob a bank. And like it's kind of like that. It's a, right. it's a really fascinating <laughs> book, actually. Um, yeah, but I think that's Those a good be like that's a good starting point. Yeah, yeah fit, maybe fit. I'll, I'll post some links for you guys. Yeah, I need to start reading some more erotic novels. I mean, I guess the 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 thing there, like everyone's into different stuff. So figure out kind of what gets you going, and I'm sure you can find an erotic novel under that kind of category. Totally, yeah, because there's a lot of different ones. Also, DM me if you want more suggestions in a specific direction or something. Yeah, I am an open book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. oh boy. <laughs> And one dad joke after another. Um, Okay, last but not least, from a girl. I have a boyfriend, and all I think about is hooking up with other guys. What do I do? Well. Oh, honey. (laughs) Honey, honey. We've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe this guy isn't the one for you. I mean, there's... Well, I, I hate to just say that, but no, there's... No, I love that. I love that. Be like fucking straight up, girl. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of... there's many different scenarios that this can play out in. Either Clearly, yeah. Either this guy just isn't the right guy for you because he isn't holding your attention or, or 
tickling your fancy, I guess, or you I'm, could be yeah. one that's more inclined for um, polyamory. The polyamorous. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the same thing as with the low libido, right. right? So you wanting to or thinking about hooking up with other guys is like a symptom of something either you're polyamorous and you can't be in a monogamous right. relationship, really. But if that's not the case, there's probably something not completely right in your sex totally life with your partner. totally and that or in your or in your emotional connection with right your you know what exactly. I mean? exactly so you could try changing up sex and seeing if that makes you focus or when you fan when you fantasize about the other guys what is is it they are doing that your partner is right like what do you what do you i mean you that's the problem with fantasies right like you you can be with someone and then put so the idea of someone else on this pedestal of what it would be like, but you don't know totally. if that's the case at all. But what's but what's the fantasy? And then can you maybe do a role play about right, it? Right, exactly. Is it that you want to be taken, you know, yeah. or if there's something that you want to try out, but you're afraid? But the problem is... If you don't, because we talk about communication all the time, that's fine. You know, I know that's a, such a simple thing to say and a difficult thing to do sometimes. But the problem is that if you do not communicate because you're afraid to hurt somebody or hurt yourself or whatever, you're going to protect yourself right out of your relationship. Right. And maybe don't just go to your boyfriend and tell him you can't stop thinking about fucking other guys. But <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but, but think about kind of what the root of that is and see if you can work that into your relationship with your partner if this is someone you want to stay with yeah exactly find ways to like deepen your emotional connection mm -hmm. and that will be being vulnerable yeah yeah for sure yeah in some kind of a way but maybe you can do some work by yourself at first before you talk to him so you can be pretty precise about what it is that you're missing mm -hmm. totally the grass yeah. isn't always greener people sometimes what you're looking for is right in your front yard it's true it's absolutely true you know you get to work on all relationships there's no shortcut around it and actually it will get you deeper <laughs> with the other person Ooh. <laughs> oh it will make the sex better though so literally it's all for the all for the better uh, amen sister <laughs> amen sisters all over the world <laughs> from me to you yes across the atlantic <laughs> well you guys it was so lovely having your church today yes thank you for joining us always a pleasure uh, I got to mention this one more time. Please leave a review for us on iTunes if you get a chance. Yes, please. We'd so appreciate it. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. All right. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. And make sure to check out my quarantine show, Pillow Talk, where I chat with my favorite erotic creators and play truth or dare with them. If you like today's show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next Sunday. <laughs>